Today we've been talking about will you go, will you pray, and everybody said yes and amen to going and praying. And now we get to the, to the fun part. You know that part where nobody likes to talk about money? <laughs> you know, because tonight's title of today is will you give? Will you give? And so if you have your Bibles, um, we're going to open up into Philippians chapter 4, uh, verse 10 through 13. Why don't we stand and just... Let's read this this morning. You know, I, I have you stand in honor of the word of God. To, just to honor, you know, I read in the Old Testament how they stood before the priest when they read the word, you know. It was just powerful. Paul's thanks for their gifts. Verse, one, verse 10. How I praise the Lord that you are concerned about me again. I know you've always been concerned for me, but you didn't have the chance to help me. Not that I was ever in need, for I have learned how to be content with whatever I have. I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living in every situation, whether it is with a full stomach or empty, with plenty or little, for I can do everything through Christ who gives me strength. Father, we just praise you for that word, God. And Lord, I pray that... Lord, as a congregation, as the people of God, that we can do everything through Christ who gives us strength today, God. That, Lord, from getting up and walking across the room, Lord, to going across the street, to sharing the love of God with people to the ends of the earth, Lord, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. And so, Father, I pray that our heart would be ingrained in your word, and your word ingrained in our heart, God, and it'd be supernatural, Father God, what happens in us in these days ahead. And so, Father, we love you and we thank you so much in Jesus' name. Amen. You know, I, I put a yellow card on every seat today. And at the end of the service, we'll be filling these out. You know, I don't want, you can fill it out right now, but don't fill in an amount unless the Lord has already spoken to you. Because at the end, we're going to pray for what God would have us to do. And um, God will stretch you with missions giving. I know he will. He stretches me. And um, we do a lot in missions work around this church. And I, I just thank God for all that you've been doing. It's just been incredible. You know, but I called a, I called a missionary that we support. Um, he's from Fiji. He ministers to, uh, but he's uh, Indian. Um, you know, from India, Indian. Not an American Indian, but he's from Fiji here, and he travels to Fiji, and he travels to India, and he does uh, meetings in those countries. But he also works here in America, reaching Indians and Sikhs in America. And he established many places that he goes, and he does monthly meetings with these groups of people. And um, kind of like what Pastor Peter's been doing right now um, in homes, and he establishes homes that he has these meetings in and he ministers. So I said, okay, so you're living in America. What, what kind of budget do you have to have for that? See, because when you become an Assembly of God missionary, you can't just say, I'm a missionary. They sent, they sent a dollar amount that you have to itinerate and raise before you get approval to be that missionary. So a lot of it's based on money because they, they don't want you to... Uh, you know, retire and then have nothing. They, they don't want you to, to lack when you're in the ministry. So he has a, a living amount of money and then he has a ministry amount of money that he has to raise. And so for him, it was $7,500 a month he needs to maintain 
um, his ministry. And uh, I said, okay. But I, I talked to one missionary a couple years ago that went to a, 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 a country where Peter's from. Let's put it like that. And uh, he needed over $10,000 a month for living expenses and um, ministry. And I was like, wow, okay. You know, and I know Delon and I, we've done a lot of missions work. If you've, you've been in this church for a long time, you know we've been to many countries and done a lot of things. But yeah, I think it was 2006, well, 2005, this lady come to me in December and she said, Pastor, I'm going to, my husband and I are going to give you $1,500 a month next year. I'm like, for what? And she said, for your missions work, for your travels. I'm like, am I going somewhere? <laughs> I mean, God hadn't unloaded to me what he was going to do, you know. And um, that year, God opened up so many places for me to go. And I never had to think about the, the money because she just kept bringing that money. And she told me, our house payment is $1,400 a month. So we're giving you more than our house payment. I'm like, wow. I mean, think about giving more than your house payment to missions. That was, I was, I was very humbled by that. And then they had a machining company. And three months after they started giving to us, they, they, they're, when they started in January, their business produced $75,000 a month of business. By March, they were up to $150,000 a month. By the end of the year, they had to stop supporting me. This is what they told me. We can't keep up with the blessing. We've got to stop. I'm like, really? <laughs> <You know? laughs> Because I mean, when, when somebody's giving you, and I, I think I was in, I, I know I was in New Orleans four times that year for the Katrina disaster. I know I hit uh, China twice. I was in um, maybe three times. I was in Peru. I, I was in so many countries that year. It was just amazing how much God opened up to us and, and we were able to go. Um, but I, when we had gone, to one country to live in 2007. I came home one time uh, when my, my dad, um, my dad fell ill and, and he was gonna pass away. And well, they, this couple called me in, in China where I was at living and they said, go to the airport, we have tickets for you, your family needs you. I said, Delonda too? They said, absolutely. So we went and we, you know, it was a one-way ticket, you know, that wasn't cheap. They brought us home, and, and then they came to me, and they said, you know, we haven't had any work in a while. Can, can we sow you a seed? I said, well, sure. And they sowed, and on Monday, they got a contract that they'd bid on a year before. And it was a big contract, and they, they just, you know, when you sow into good ground, God multiplies that seed back to you. God will multiply. When you sow into good ground missions work, God will sow it back to you, amen? And you've got to trust that, that God will sow that back to you, amen? When you give it out of faith, it's incredible what God does. Now, when you, when you make a faith commitment, you're making a faith promise, it, it's not always something that you can do naturally. 
It's something that you have to rely on God for, that you're trusting God, I'm going to do this. Amen? And in this passage today, we see Paul thanking the Philippians for giving support to him uh, for the ministry to the Gentiles that God had entrusted him. He thought, you know, he thought they had wanted to, but they, they were not able to for a time. They didn't have the opportunity for a season. But when you take that step of faith to sow into missions, it may cost you something, but it comes with a reward, a powerful blessing, a powerful blessing. I know, you know, when we have guest speakers and God speaks to my heart and tells me how much to give and I give that, I'm not kidding, God pays me back tenfold. So if I give 100, I get 1,000. If I give 50, I get 500. Now, it hasn't always been that way, but as I've been faithful, God has been faithful, and, it, and it's been happening for a number of years now, and so I know that it, it's gonna come back to me, so I don't have to worry about it. I remember, Tim, I, I had a car that I, I was buying a new one, and I, I had this old car, and I, I just needed to get rid of it, you know? And, and um, on Sunday, I gave $50 to a, to a speaker, and then that, so that Monday, Tuesday, or whatever, I'm, I'm at the auto dealer working out a deal, and I'm like, here, take, I want you to take my card on a trade. They're like, that card's worth, car's worth nothing. I'm like, I know, but I don't want it. But while I'm sitting there, Roberta, this guy calls me, he goes, Pastor, I need you to pray, I need a car. I'm like, well, hey, I have a car, I'll give it to you. Why don't you just come over tomorrow and I'll give you the car? And he's like, okay. So he comes and he says, how much do you want for the car? I said, a dollar. He goes, well, I can't just give you a dollar. I said, just take the car. And he's like, no, I, I, want, I, want to, I want to bless you. You're my pastor. I want to bless you. And I said, well, you know, just a dollar, man. That way it shows up. You know, you don't have to pay big taxes and everything. I, I mean, I, I just want to bless you. He goes, well, how about five? I said, okay, five dollars. Well, he pulls out $500 bills. And he hands it to me. And he says, I know you have needs, so here, just take it. And I'm like, Okay, so I went in and I sat down on the couch and the Lord just spoke to me. He goes, see, 10 times, 10 times. And I'm like, amen. I just started laughing because it's just, he reveals himself to me that way. And, and I know that when you sow seed into good ground, and I believe that all the missionaries that we support are good ground. I talk to them, I, I find out. I have one guy that's in Peru and I'm like, or in South America and I'm like, you know, Peru's kind of a cushy place, man. I go there, I mean, unless you go to the jungle. <laughs> it's not too cushy down there. But uh, even when Delano and I went to the jungle, it was pretty nice. So they put us in a good hotel. But he says, listen, Ron, he, you know, I talked to him about it because I said, I, I don't want to, we've seen where the money goes for missions. And I want our missions money to be reaching the unreachables, you know. And so he said, um, he said, man, I'm doing a work pushing people in the Amazon River jungle. I'm going after people in the jungle so that we can um, minister to those tribes. Because everybody always asks me, what about them people along the Amazon and stuff? You know, there's people out there doing it. Delon and I know some people. And man, these guys are crazy. They buy these 30-foot-long aluminum boats. And man, I, I hope we can get to that point where we can start supporting them. They 30-foot-long aluminum boats, and they jet up the Amazon River, and they go back into these tributaries, and they, they meet these tribal people. They build churches. They hold up ministry schools there. They raise up pastors, and they just keep going. And I, I mean, it's scary back in that jungle. I'm telling you right now. It's not no joke. It's, you know, we, I, he told me about one team that came from Southern California, and they all got back, all got sick. 
you know, from what they eat and stuff. And you just got, you just got to be careful. Amen. Praise God. I've only gotten sick my one time my whole life. And that was when I ate something I knew I shouldn't have ate. <laughs> knew it. But Luke chapter six, verse 38, it says, give and you will receive. Your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaking together to make room for more running over and poured into your lap. The amount you give will determine the amount you'll get back. Now, I never give to get back. That's just part of the blessing. I give because God tells us to give and God loves me and I want to sow into the kingdom. I want to see the end time harvest come, amen? So I sow into it. Now, this is the law of sowing and reaping. Whatever a man sows, that he shall reap, amen? It's a law. It's a principle of God. It's a good time to take the offering, isn't it? Whatever a man sows, and I've put in my notes here, we tithe and we sow seed, and it all works together. And Malachi even refers to the tithes and the offerings. You know, let me read that out of Malachi. It's not in my notes, so I want to hit you with it here today. But he says, uh, He says, but you ask, what do you mean when we cheat you? You've cheated me of the tithes and the offerings due to me. So tithes and offerings due to him. You're under a curse for a whole nation who has been cheating me. And then verse 10, he says, bring all your tithes into the storehouse so there'll be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great that you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Your crops will be abundant and I'll guard, I will guard from the insects and disease. Your grapes will not fall from the vine before they are ripe, says the Lord of heaven's armies. Another verse in the New King James says, I'll rebuke the devourer for you. Amen. He'll rebuke the devourer. So I, when I look at that, I think of, you know, what does the enemy come to devour? Jessica devours our health devour our finances, devour our relationships. That's what the enemy's doing. And he's at work and he's working hard right now. I think the enemy's working overtime on people right now to try to get, to distract them, to get their mind off of God. But God says, I'll rebuke that guy for you if you just continue in your giving to me. So why don't we pray this morning and then you can come and, and bring your tithes and offerings before the Lord. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for the opportunity to sow into the kingdom of God. I pray God that the Lord this up, uh, this offering would just be blessed and multiplied, Father, but I pray for the people of God. I pray, Father God, that as we give out of need, God, we give out of an abundance, God, however it is that we are, whatever state we're in today, God. Lord, I'm reminded of the woman with two mites, God, how she gave and how she is remembered forever now in her giving, God. And I pray, Father God, that you bless the people of God. I pray for raises, bonuses, increase on them today in the name of Jesus. That it be supernatural what you do. That, Lord, e even people on a set income would get a raise or a bonus today in the name of Jesus. That, Lord, your blessing would just flow from your throne, God. And, Lord, you bless the people. We thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Why don't you stand and come and give this morning? We'll just take a break. Mario, throw me, throw me a song, Mario. You, you can.
All right, now he did a cartwheel when he came and gave his offering. Anybody else, huh? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> Almost a cartwheel. <laughs> You know, we went out one time ministering in another church out in Reno Valley. Took a bunch of young people with me. And uh, during the praise and worship, one of our young people got so excited, man. He come doing a cartwheel across the front of the stage, you know. And, uh, but he, he couldn't do a cartwheel. He could only do a half cartwheel, you know, how you kind of bent in half. Man, he made me laugh so hard doing that cartwheel. But he was just so excited. Come on, guys. Come on. I already prayed, so it's blessed in the name of Jesus. Look out behind you. Thank you, Mario. And Mark, he, Mark tells us in chapter 16 of the book of Mark, he says, go, everybody say go, go. into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. To, when it's a creature, it's every tribe, every nation, every tongue, you know. And we, we've been looking and seeing how many people groups, how many different languages there are. And the Bible's being constantly translated into more languages so that people will have the word. I know, man, you've probably seen the video, people that get the Bible in their language for the first time. Oh, the excitement, the humility that play, takes place. Brother, they just cry. When they get these cases of Bibles and they're just so humble, they cry and to have their own. I remember one time with Delanda was with me and we were in this one place and the lady had, was it one scripture? She had a scripture on a, out of a Bible. That's all she had. And she had it in her hand and she showed it to Delanda. That was all she had, one scripture. Man, Delando's is so humbled by that, you know, because I keep three Bibles on my desk, you know, and then we have, you know, all these hundreds of versions here, which are blocked in many countries. And she just shared it with Delanda, her scripture. It's so exciting when, when a new version of the Bible comes out in a new language, you know, for those people to get it and receive it, to see the joy, the the humility that takes place. Oh, we've got our, a Bible. We're to go and we're to pray as we've talked about last week. Really pray. I mean, pray for the nations. Pray that God would, um, you know, the Lord says even, in, well, the Lord didn't say, but he said, ask for the nations. Ask for the nations. And as I've been talking about, the nations are coming to you. So sometimes it's just get up and walk across the room to get to the other nations. Amen. Sometimes it's just go across the street and, and knock on the door and you'll, you'll find Chinese, you'll find Egyptian, you'll find Jordanians, you'll find Syrians. At one o'clock today, we'll have Syrians, Jordanians, and Egyptians right here in the sanctuary at one o'clock doing our Arabic congregation with Pastor Emil, which is from Egypt. It's just amazing, you know. And then Pastor Otto's in Spanish out there right now. The Samoans are out there in the chapel across from the kitchen. So we have all these language groups that God is bringing to us. And the Lord told me when I became the pastor, he says, I'm going to bring you different language groups. 
And it's awesome how God has done that and how we're able to um, have people that stand up. Because when, when I met Pastor Emel, I said, brother, you need, to move to, you need to move your church to Corona. We need an Arabic church in Corona. And I prayed for him, and he, he came. And uh, he's a blessing. They started back last week having church, you know, after the battle with COVID that went through our Arabic congregation. And they all really got hit pretty hard, just like Pastor Otto talked about last week. But we need to pray for them, amen? We need to pray. You just pray for those pastors in our, in our churches here, and it would be a blessing. And then we need to give. But all three are essential to finishing the end-time task of winning the lost, amen? Winning the lost. Everybody say, win the lost. Win the lost. That's what missions is. You know, missions... Like I said a few weeks ago, I, I went on a mission and I, and I worked hard. I, I helped set up a dentist's office at an orphanage in a country. I've been on a mission where I, I, we went to Mexico. Remember that, Pastor Dave? We built that house down there and then uh, we did a little crusade out there. We cooked for the community. We did a soccer clinic. You know, we did all that stuff. You know, those are missions. But the missions that God has Delon and I on is to go and preach the gospel. Now, there's a lot of people that go out and do the good things of helping people, but God is calling us to get out and to preach the gospel, amen, that we need to reach people with the gospel of the kingdom. In Philippians 4.10, it says it caused great, great praise or, or great joy for what was being sown. You know, and we need to come with the faith of a child I mean, I love to see them two kids come and give their offering, you know. He did that little cartwheel going back. She jumps with joy and shouts, and she's just, I love to see Emmy come. It brings excitement to me. It makes me just want to give more, amen. It's a blessing when you come, and, and we need to come with faith of a child to give to the work of the ministry that God has is, is put into our hands to help support, amen. Now, when Delana and I lived in a foreign country, we were missionaries of this church, so we were only supported by this church. Church was a lot bigger back then. And so they asked everybody every month to give $10 a month to support us. And that worked out good some of the time. Some of the time the pastor forgot to take the offering. Those were lean months. <laughs> So when I read about Paul, you know, hey, I've learned to abound, I've learned to be abased, I've learned to have a lot, and I've learned to have a little. There were some months like that. And, but it's amazing what God does because God would always take, take care of us. God would always take care of us. We'd have people come and they would give us money. And, and I'm like, why are you giving me this money? Well, the Lord told me to. You know, we didn't go around sharing our need in the country we were living in, but one pastor came to me and he said, hey, I'm gonna give you... 3000 a month, and it wasn't dollars, it was in their, their money. And I said, really, how come? He says, well, the Lord told us to. He says, we're going to give you 1500 a month. I said, he, he goes, he told us two months ago, so here's 3000 You know, and 3000 you know, it was thick envelope. But that's, that's how God does it. He just takes care of you. I had a 23-year-old girl come to me one day. She said, Pastor, you, you were there the grand opening of my business. I said, yes, we were. And Delanda was her first customer. She goes, well, I sold my business today. And we doubled our money. And we asked the Lord how we needed to give out of that money. And the Lord told us to give you 5,000. So here, here's 5,000. And, and that's exactly what I had asked the Lord for in the morning. I need 5,000 to do what I'm gonna do. And God blessed us with it. It's just amazing how every time I would pray, 
and asked for money, God would give me money. I mean, every time. He never let us down, did he? And, and that's, you know, when, when you're living in a life in missions, you, you trust in that. But when, when, you know, when some months were, were good and some were evil, I, and, and listen, I'm speaking from experience, being faithful to the commitment is essential for missionaries. Being faithful to your commitment is essential for missionaries. Now, I know that a lot of churches through COVID had to um, stop supporting missionaries. And I, I would stop picking, taking a paycheck first than, rather than stop supporting missionaries. I mean, could you imagine, Monica? You're living on the other side of the world. You have, you have your kids and you're there and you're expecting, you know, so much money a month and then you get half. And then the next month you get half. And then the next month you get a quarter. And then the next week you get a call from headquarters saying, we think you need to come home. That's what happens. And so being faithful to the commitment is, is, um, is essential for these missionaries. It makes a difference for them. And, you know, they, they usually go for four years and then they have to come home and itinerate for a season. To, they visit the churches that support them or visit new churches that where they could raise support. Because if they, and I've known missionaries, they've, you know, because of things happening here in America, they've, uh, people stopped giving to missions. And so these missionaries that are out there um, preaching the gospel, they, they end up itinerating. And if they can't keep that, money raised, they don't get to go back again. They have homes there. They have everything there. And, uh, you know, when Delon and I came back from that country, we moved back. Well, when we came back, I was home for a little bit through the holidays. And then in January, I had to go back, pack up all of our stuff and have it shipped home. And uh, that's what missionaries have to do when, when they don't raise their support. You know, it may mean that you have to pray a little more. You have to tug on God a little bit more for the finances, amen, so that you can give the money that you're going to commit to today. And um, you say, well, I don't want to commit today. You, you should. You should make a commitment. Even a, I, I put them on all the seats so even a child can make a commitment today. I saw that the little guy already put his in there. He's ready, man. <laughs> He's got it in there. And, and it may be you know, that as you pray, you get a check in the mail. I've heard a lot of people getting money in the mail lately that they're very surprised that they got that money. Uh, it may mean that you got to work a little overtime. It may mean that you start recycling. It may mean you do a, you're do you conscious of the effort that you have to do to, to keep the commitment that you make. And um, we just have to pray and seek God, though. Amen? And today I'm asking that you pray and that you seek God on how much to write down on this page of what you want to do. And you, you can write monthly, weekly, whatever, you know, but um, you can rip off the little piece right here and you can keep it. Now, don't fill it all in yet because we're going to pray in a little bit. And then you can pray and seek God of how to get the money for the pledge. Because, I, you know, it, Giving to missions, it's sometimes a faith promise. It's a little bit more than you think you can do. I remember one year I said, just give a little bit more than you did last year if you've been doing this. 
And somebody did that. And these people are very blessed. I, I mean, you know, they come to me and say, hey, we, we did that. We went up a little. And they're very blessed. I know they are. And then, um, you know, after you make the pledge, don't be aware of it. Put it on your refrigerator. I made a pledge. Be aware. Be conscious. Pray for those missionaries. You know, pray. I gave you the list. There's still more lists out here on the table and out in the outer foyer, the list of the missionaries that we support. And, and be aware of who they are so that you can call them out by name, amen, and lift them up to the Lord. Attach this commitment to it and pray. Put it in your Bible. Make this your bookmark in your Bible so that you know. Use your Bible, okay? <laughs> the, Oh, the pastor said, put it in my Bible. Where's my Bible? You know, <laughs> Get that Bible out. Be aware. And then pray over your pledge. Pray over the commitment you make. Amen? And God will supply. I know he will. And right now, you know, we have, uh, we have an orphanage. We, and uh, eight churches in Uganda that we oversee. We have projects over there. I, you know, we've been raising money for the lights. We're still about $10,000 light on the lights. Um, but then the government come out and said, you have to put in um, a well for our orphan home. So they had to buy the, the land. They had to, it's down behind our orphanage. So they, they got to run the pipe up the hill to the orphanage, pump it up into the tower, and then have that water coming into the, the house. And um, so we have projects like that going on. That, that happened um, at the government's will over there. They're not very kind to us sometimes. You know, they say, we, you need to put in a will. We need to see progress by Thursday. What? That's, that's how they do it there. And, uh, and sometimes it's, it's costly, you know. And so your giving to missions helps us to do these things, amen. And we support many missionaries around the world. We support three pastors that are doing excellent work in Uganda. I know Pastor Alfred, if you looked at his uh, service today on Facebook, if you're his friend, um, wonderful service, and that, that um, he calls it the New Hope Cathedral because it's, it's probably from this wall to the outer foyer, far wall, the sanctuary. A little wider than this and that long. It's huge. We could fit 1,500 people in there. And so he's getting the people to come and filling that up and doing a great work there. And then we have, you know, seven other churches there that we're working with. We have friends in Pakistan that we minister to, you know, and, um, but know this, I am very aware of who we support. I don't just send money to anybody. I get requests almost every day for help from ministers around the world. Almost every day. I wouldn't doubt if it is every day. But Junior, I won't send money to anyone I've not shaken a hand with. Because I don't know. You know, <laughs> it's kind of funny, you know, because they, then they say, well, come. <sighs> you know, that's how I got in Africa. Pastor Alfred says, can you help us? I said, no, I don't send money to people I don't shake hands with. He says, well, then come. And we came, and we've done an amazing work there. And uh, I'm telling you when, you, when you go to Africa with me, you'll be amazed. You'll be amazed what, what God has used you and how he's moved in us to do an amazing work there in, in Africa. It's incredible. Or if you go to Pakistan with me sometime, you'll just be blown away. You go to Egypt with me, oh, you'll love it. The people there are wonderful. You, you go to China with me. You'll love it. The people are wonderful. 
Chinese people are wonderful, beautiful, very giving, very kind. But people all around the world, when you bring the love of God, they will do whatever they can for you. I know last year, because last year we went to Uganda, and a lady came to give us an offering, and all she had was a chicken, and it was still alive. <laughs> Gave, brought up a chicken and handed it to me. I'm like, wow, this is awesome, man. I, I don't know if I could bring him home, but I'm sure our orphans would love to eat him. <laughs> So we, we took it to the orphanage and blessed them with it. You know, but it's just they give you whatever they can. But because, you know, there is a lot of fraud around the world, you know. And first time I went to Pakistan, the first three, I went for eight days. The first three days, the pastor spent telling me about how bad the pastors are in Pakistan. How they don't do what they say. They take a bunch of pictures with kids and they don't do what they say. You know, and so finally the fourth day I said, hey, I'm never coming back to Pakistan. And he goes, why? I go, because according to you, every pastor in Pakistan is corrupt. So I'm not coming back again. He goes, well, no, not. You know, he's, then he started backpedaling. What, what he was trying to do is get me to just stay with him. You know, just wanted me to be with him. And, um, and even he, when I go to be with him and I bring money to do crusades, and if he has change, he brings it to me. Like the last time I was there, he brought me $100 back. I said, just, just keep it. No, I got to be honest with you, man. I got to bring it back to you. Like, okay. And uh, those are the kind of people I like working with. And we're an Assembly of God church. And the Assemblies of God is one of the greatest mission organizations in all the world. And, uh, and I'm constantly looking for people that are willing to go to the unreached. Those are the guys I want to support. Those are the people I'm looking for. Our colleges. In America, need outreach. We support a couple of missionaries that go to colleges. One down here, San Diego State, and another college, I can't remember, one at North Carolina State in North Carolina. We support them as they're doing online, I mean, on-campus ministry, starting um, Christian groups and winning people to Jesus, doing outreach in the schools. Um, South America, you know, they're out to win the lost. There's a lot of lost people in the world. And um, it's challenging out there. And... But these people that I were associated with, you know, you are associated with them through me because I can't do all this stuff without you. What you do has just been incredible. Delana and I, we've gone to, well, she hasn't gone to, I'll say Ron has gone to Pakistan, Uganda, China, Egypt, India, Peru, Japan, Indonesia, England, Germany, Italy, Kenya, Philippines, and Mexico. I've been blessed to be able to go to all those countries. Now, those are just the countries I've been to to minister. I've been to the UAE and Dubai and Abu Dhabi over there, and um, we've been to Qatar and, and um, I can't think of that name of that one, but we've been to Qatar and, and just hanging out, not ministering. Uh, Guatemala, Delana's been to Guatemala, I haven't, but we preach the gospel in all these countries where we go. We preach, like I told you last week, sometimes, you know, um, if I'm there seven days, it might be up to 24 times in seven days I'll preach. And, and it's just amazing. I know when, we were in, when I was in India, I spoke 16 times in four days. And it's just God opens that door, though when we go, we preach to a lot of people. And um, 
In Peru, we've seen probably over 20,000 people get filled with the Holy Spirit and speak in tongues because they, they didn't the time that God started bringing us, that was what they needed, and uh, God used us in a powerful way. But missions is a viable asset to finishing the end-time task. We can all walk across the room, but we can't all fly around the world. We can all share the gospel of Jesus Christ, no matter where you are. And share the love of God with people. And that's what he's calling us to, amen? Whether it's one person or you're preaching to thousands, it doesn't matter. You take advantage of the opportunity that God has given you to speak to win the lost. Matthew 24, 14 declares, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the world so that all the nations will hear it and then the end will come. And we need to really be praying and giving, and, and if you feel led to go, I, you know, there might be some young people in here that want to get involved in going to those nations so that we can finish this task. So as a believer in Jesus, I do what I can by faith to sow into the mission field. You know, and that, that can be many people, that we can have many people serving in nations that need to hear the gospel. Missions is so important. The task of winning that last person to Jesus. Because I believe when that last person has been won to Jesus, then that trumpet's gonna sound. God's gonna say, go. And that trumpet will sound, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then those who are alive in Christ will go second. But Tim, we don't know who that last person is, so we gotta tell everybody. We gotta just keep going and telling people, amen? And that's why I support missions. The task is huge. And we still have many to win, amen? Many to win. But then that day is gonna come. That last person will be won. And then we'll be out of here. We'll be out of here. God's gonna say, go get them. So, will you go? Will you pray? Will you give? As I said, there's a car in every chair today. You could fill one out as a family. Every person could fill one out. You can pay it weekly or monthly. Just check the box on how you want to do it. And, um, but before you put in the mountain, I want to pray. I want us to ask the Holy Spirit what we should do. You know, there's been times the Holy Spirit asked me to do things and I'm like, okay. And, uh, I just trust God with it, and he meets me every time, amen? And uh, so, and I, and I ask you, don't take this lightly. Don't say, oh, I can give $10 a month, you know? Don't take it lightly. Do what God tells you you can do. Trust him. Trust him in this so that we can continue to support the missions that we have and add to it, amen? So let's, let's take a minute and let's pray right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we thank you, Lord, for your love for each one of us. And we thank you, Father God, for the, the mission that's at hand of winning, finishing the end time task of winning the lost, to finding that last person, God, to, to bring in the, the rapture of the church. And I pray, God, that as you would speak to each one of us today as to what you would have us to do.
And Father God, if we've been doing it, that we could maybe go up a dollar this year, or this month, or this week, God. That, Lord, that we would hear your voice today as to what you would say for the mission. And Father, that you would supply all that we have need of. And I'm reminded by what we read today, we can do all things through Christ who gives us strength. So Father, I pray that as we get the revelation today and we write that down, that Lord, that uh, it would be a blessing to you and we'd be able to do more than we've ever been before. We give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. You know, I just want to give my two cents worth in, and that is you can never outgive God. You know, you can never outgive God. And it's impossible to please the heart of the Father without walking in faith because you trust him. And so I, that's what I would encourage you is the woman, she got mentioned in the Bible. And you know, us women didn't get mentioned very much in the Bible. Did you ever notice that? The <laughs> men got it, but we didn't. But he mentioned the woman who gave the one might and much. how she was blessed because she gave more than everybody else because she had nothing, but she trusted him with everything. And so who are you going to be? Play it safe or, or walk in the faith and just bless the heart of the Father? Amen. 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 So go ahead and fill that card out now if you would. Even if you feel like you can only do a dollar, if everybody's doing something, it makes the task a lot easier. Amen? It makes the task a lot easier. So when you're, when you're done filling that out, just bring them on up here. I'll take them and we'll pray over them. And then I'll add them up this week and uh, I'll let you know next Sunday where we're at. Yeah, such energy. Y'all run up here, you know. <laughs> see you young people coming.
Praise God. Praise God. Why don't you stand with me and just stretch your hand out towards these with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we, we thank you for the opportunity today, God, to sow into the kingdom of God to win the lost. And I pray, Father God, that Lord, the God of more than enough would just bless these people of God. Lord, as they sow seed, I pray, God, that this seed be multiplied back to them, some 30, some 60, some 100-fold, God. That, Lord, overflowing in abundance, and, Lord, for every commitment made, that, Lord, that you help them in, in, to stand in faith, believing, Father God, for what you've called them to do. And, Lord, that we'd see a supernatural outpouring, Father God, of finances for the mission, the mission field, God. And that, Lord, that we could support many missionaries to get to the field. We could help, Father God, and bless them indeed. And, Lord, I thank you. I pray just to open heaven over the people of God. Lord, even for their commitment today, God, I pray that as they step out in faith, God, that you would just see their faith and you'd respond, God, that you'd encourage them today in their faith. And, Lord, I praise you and I thank you for this time, Lord, as a congregation. And I pray right now for every person, Father, that, Lord, that they'd be willing to get up as they've already committed to go across the room. That, Lord, that they would pray like never before for the end-time task of winning the lost, God, of fulfilling the harvest. You declare the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. That, Lord, you raise up workers in this day, in this hour, God. And I pray, Father God. That, Lord, that we would see an incredible harvest here at New Hope, God, of souls coming into the kingdom. And maybe you're here today and you haven't made that commitment to Jesus yet. You haven't said, Jesus, be my Lord and Savior. You haven't gone all in with him yet. You just, you've been coming and, or you're here for the first time and you've not made that commitment to Jesus. And you say, today I want to make a commitment. I want to give my life to Jesus. If that's any of you, just raise your hand right now. You want to make that commitment to Jesus. Amen, buddy. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Why don't we just say this prayer together? So many hands going up. A lot of young people. Let's just say this together. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for your son Jesus. That he died for me. That he was resurrected from the dead. Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Wash me, cleanse me. I commit my life to you today. I surrender all to you. Fill me with your spirit today. Help me to walk with you, Lord. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand. Huh? Hallelujah. You know, you made that commitment. I just encourage you to start reading your Bible. Start with the book of John. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whoever believes in him would not perish but have everlasting life. And today you've stepped into that realm of everlasting life. It begins today. Amen. You shall live forever with Jesus. We love you so much. We thank you for the wonderful cards here today. And uh, um, you want to know what we're doing today? We're going to Chinatown to have 
It's one of our favorite meals down in Chinatown. We love Chinese food. And then tomorrow we're going kayaking in La Jolla to go um, see the seven caves that are down there in La Jolla out in the ocean. And then uh, Tuesday we're going to Catalina and going to spend the day over there. So we're just going to have a couple of days. You know, it, it's kind of hard to go anywhere because everything's still closed, you know. So we're just going to take it easy for a few days and enjoy each other's company. And uh, we thank you very much for these wonderful gifts. Have a great day when Delonda's done talking. <laughs> well, one of the announcements is, is in about five minutes or so, you oh, yeah. have a chance on, Liz. to, I um, you know, uh, use the restroom or say hello to some friends. We are going to have a meeting for the ushers and um, all the workers that I've invited over here. All right. Please. Well, Liz is going to do the announcements right now. I forgot. Go ahead and sit down for a minute. <laughs> Oh, you got a mic.